We're continuing with the Mishnah, different cases in our Mishnah. And the next case in our Mishnah was where somebody says to his friend, I will not enter your house. I will not enter your house. So as long as it's his house, I cannot enter. If the house collapses or if the person passes away, then you can enter. If I say, this house, and regardless of who the owner is, I cannot walk in. But now we have a, an interesting Chakira, and that is as follows. What happens if I don't say to this case is what I asked myself, I will not walk into this your house. So uh, it's, it's permitted after and if I say I won't walk into this house it's always forbidden, even if this house no longer belongs to you. It's forbidden because I have a right to ask on myself someone else's things. I have a right to ask myself things that didn't happen yet in, in the future. So right now it's your house. The fact that it's no longer your house is going to happen maybe sometimes in the future, but it doesn't matter. I can ask her on myself someone else's item. Is that your things are forbidden to me? I can also ask her in time. Another time is forbidden to me as well. The question is the other way around. What happens if I say this house is forbidden to you? This house is forbidden to you. And then I sold it to somebody else. In this case here, the question is, the Easter I put into place, does it continue linger on even though no longer my resource? Or do we say this is different? Because here it's like I'm asking somebody else's house on another person. How, what right do I have to do that? So that's the most question. Boy, Abimai, Abimai asks a question. Koinim I forbid you to walk into this house and I say it's like a carbon coin but you will enter this house and I'm asking not myself I'm asking a third party what have made if you say, let's say no longer this house belongs to this person mahu is the does the isa linger on or not Adam very same question we had a few days ago does a person can a person's Isa that takes start here and move on further forward? They were talking about Shemitah. You know, the sixth year, if you made a net in the sixth year to somebody, you cannot have any benefit from my field and then become Shemitah. What happens? Does the Isa linger on or not? So the, the question here, however, is a little bit different. The question here is not so much what my intention was when I said, when I'm Zion or and I'll be my, just quickly to reiterate, uh, we said that if you say this house is also for me, this, this house is also for me, then once, um, then this uh, this house is always also, whether it's today or whether it's tomorrow. But if you say that, um, uh, what do you call it? If you did it to somebody else, you said to somebody else, this house is forbidden to you, does it become forbidden forever or not? I'm sorry, the, the, the Gemara in Tainas says that we see Tamid al screaming, you should know that Arisa Miraskele, it's a terror that gets them all excited. You just heard it for yourself. How the terror excited these scholars here. <laughs> Anyhow, getting back to learning here. So I say that this house is forbidden to you. If this house is forbidden to you, what happens this house if I'm no longer the owner? Can I still have the right to forbid you or not? Do we look at the intent? My intent definitely was to, to continue that Isa forevermore. I don't want you to see you in this house. Or it's a, not a question of intent, a question of legally, do I have the capacity to go ahead and ask this house when it's no longer mine on a third party? Trust me, coming here. We learned before as well. Somebody says to the son, I forbid you to have any benefit for me. The Mason, then this person died, you can inherit him. If he clearly specifies when I'm alive and I'm passed away, the Mason, he passed away, you no longer inherit. 
So what do we see that even though he's no longer alive, the Isa continues. Same thing here. In our case over here, we're not worried about the intent. We know for sure he wants it to. The question is legally. So we see clearly from here, legally, we know the intent because he clearly specified today and tomorrow, I want you not to have any share in my inheritance. And the thing is that even after the person dies, he cannot have a share inheritance. That proves that if, while I'm in possession, I could put an Easter into place, that this Easter should remain with that possession, even when it's no longer in my control, when I'm no longer the owner of the property. Now, when we say that the son does not inherit, doesn't really mean doesn't inherit at all. Because as the Ram brings, the Mishnah says and elsewhere that he then turns around and he's causing his brothers and he says, look, I have this property that I cannot inherit. You guys take it. Now, he sort of has a Tevis Hanar from that. He has a benefit because the brother that he'll give it to, obviously, he will have a certain liking to him and he benefits. So what so he does have some rights still there. So um, the Ram says it doesn't mean that he actually gives it away. It means that he walks away and he says it's Hefker. Because this is a, this is a God-given right. Inheritance is a God-given right. So he gives it up, and he says it's hefker, and then the brothers take it on their own. He's not actually giving it to anyone. Then we continue Tanahasa. We learned in a Mishnah later on. We'll continue a few more searching questions. We learned later out as follows: If a person says we, we have a concept called chalipin and gidulein, chalipin is if let's say chametz um, and pesach, you now not have any hanor from it. But if you, uh, you, you know, I'll take the chametz and swap it for something else. You have all this whiskey left behind, I'll swap it for something else. You're not allowed to do that. But if you if you did, which you shouldn't have, but you did, or someone else came along and did it, then that chalipin, that exchange, is really mutter bahano. Because um, the only time we say that the, 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 the item you swap for it, the, the, the Easter gets transferred with it as well, is only by Avodah Zorah and by Schmidt. Schmidt has a special posik that, that the Easter continues on with all the swaps. And the same thing is with um, Avodah Zorah. So, um, and Gidulin is if you take something to us, so you plant it in the ground and then it comes out. So the mission says as follows If I say to myself, I will not eat these fruits that to me they're like Hegdish. Or they forbidden to my mouth. Different expressions saying the same thing. Not only can't you uh, can't you eat this item itself, but if you swapped it for other fruits, you're not allowed to have it. Even though the other fruits are just like I can assess someone else's items on me. There's a weakness there. It's not mine. Yet, um, yet I have the ability to answer someone else's items on me. So to have an uh, have an ability to answer another time, a future item on me as well. So therefore, even it's my fruits that I swapped it. Uh, I shouldn't have. I did. But those fruits um, continue to be easy because that, that's what my intention was. That the easy should continue, and therefore it's also There's one weakness here, but they're both also We see from this approach. That a dove shaloi bala oilam and a dove shayna bishusai is exactly the same thing. Whether it's space or time, zman and makam are really dependent on each other. So we say, just like it's outside of my place, it's someone else's, I can asa, so too it's outside of my time zone, it's shaloi bala oilam, I can asa. And this is very relevant to Tosan and other things where regarding a dove, if you, if, you know, if the two are really linked together, the idea of ena bishusai and dove shaloi bala oilam. But here in the Gemara and the it's clear we link the two together. I can't remember if they bring the Gemara and the Dharma in their discussions there or not. But anyway. It doesn't affect, it doesn't impact them at all. But if I say to the person, you have a, 
I can't stop a third person from having enough. If I say a third person cannot have enough on the property, it doesn't impact this person at all. You told me if I said buy is there, if I said buy is there. Yeah, yeah, it goes on. If I said you can't have any enough on my property, I sell it to yeah. Actually, interesting question. So it doesn't say anywhere that you have to reveal it. Was interesting question because it doesn't really directly relate to the property. It's like a, True, but it's not directly impacting the property. It's a uh, interesting question. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, interesting question. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. So. If a person says these fruits are forbidden to me, then it's forbidden also this, this exchange, anything that grows, if you plant it in the ground and new things grow out, it's forbidden because delaying is just an extension, a continuation of what you originally had. Chalupin, in a way, is more remote. The relationship is more remote to the original fruits that you banned than if you plant in the ground and new comes out. Because what plant, whatever you plant comes out is directly from it. Chalupin is a totally different thing, just that it came in, in value in a swap for it. So boy has a fascinating question. What happens? He said, I forbid these, I, I place an Easter on these vegetables or fruits for that per towards that person. Okay, which I have the right to do that. My fruits. What about in this case? Here you have two points of weaknesses. First of all, I'm take I'm it's another party altogether, but I have the right to do that. And it's not even the original fruit, it's another chilopane. What would it then be? And the question really is, why are chilopane also? For myself, if I say that these fruits are forbidden, then if I swap it, that's still forbidden. Is it because that was my, is it a question of intent? Is it a question of intent? And therefore we'd say the same thing here is when I want to ban that person, I don't like the person, obviously, then my intent is I don't have any benefit for me or my fruits. And obviously if it's swapped, it, I don't want to have any benefit from that either. Is that the word intent or is it a legal question? And that is that legally for myself, because I'm in control of my fruits, so the swap is forbidden. But when it comes to another party, since it's like if, if it's a swap, it's like I'm saying someone else's fruit should be forbidden to someone another party. Can I even legally can I do that? So the question is, is it a legal problem or is it an intent problem? Me, I mean we say, God be delay by himself, since I have the capacity to ask a third party's fruits of myself, so even though I have a weakness, I can do that. So so too, I can have the weakness. Not in time, not, not in space, but in time, I can ban that as well. When it comes to my friend, I cannot ask someone else's fruit on, on my friend. In other words, if it's in space, if it's not within my possession, I can't. Neither can I ask something if in time it's not in my possession. Because they're, they're linked. So therefore, if it's a legal question, then I can't do that. Or Dilma, or is the word, or is the word that that chilufin is just like it It's an extension of the original item. This is the original item because you took the original item, swapped it for this. It's the original original item, and therefore it's forbidden or not. What's the difference? So when it comes to gedulin, we don't have a question regarding that other person's forbidden because gedulin definitely is 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 the original, just coming in a different form, but it's original. So do we view Chilupin as well as the original because it came from the original, it swapped for the original, it took its place, it's a substitute. Do we say it's a continuation of the original? 
and therefore it should be the same thing as gedulim. That's the question. We learned a man says to his wife, I forbid you to have any benefit from me. I don't want you to have any benefit from me whatsoever. But she has to eat, and the husband has a shiba to, to supply his wife. So we learned a while ago in the end of service if the husband goes overseas and people feed her. So we had an argument whether they can go to the husband and collect. The Khan said that they cannot collect because um, because there, in that case over there, they didn't lend her the money. They gave her the money, thinking that the husband owes her and they'll pay it back. And, and no, the husband has obligation, but he never, you, didn't, you never lent it directly to the husband. He doesn't owe you anything. But over here, but over there, we learned if she borrowed the money, then she booted the Rabnasi. The husband owes her, she owes that person, then the husband has to pay. So what happened? The husband said, I don't want to have any benefit for me. So this is a clever lady. So the dinner, she went, lover, uh, lover, she can go ahead and borrow money. Now these balchayvs then go to the husband to say, you owe us because you owe your wife, you owe us. The money that they're taking now from their, from the husband is a swap for the, the, the money or the food, whatever it is that he was going to give the wife. It's a chalipin. And he asked it on his wife. And yet it says that they can get paid. So we see clearly from here, that Khalipin is not us, because she was smart. She took money. The money was an exchange from these people. She swapped the money from these people for the food that she was going to get from her husband. And yet they're tired to get collect to collect. My time of Alakhaibin Ifrayin, why they get paid? Lab from the Khalipin, Lab Gidula. It must be because Khalipin doesn't matter. Maybe Lakhathila, you shouldn't. Because, but Khalip, you know, if you have, let's say, chametz, you're not like Khalip, go take the chametz and, you know, the, the whiskey and change it for something else. But if you did, whatever you change it, swap it to is mutter. It's only Yashmut Rabban to do that. And whatever you change it to is mutter. So this talking about, so since she did it already, it's mutter. Other Hashanah goes a step further. It says in the Mishnah here clearly, love that she can go and borrow. So they say that generally speaking, Khalipin is only if you did it, it's mutter, but you shouldn't, you know, like make Khalipin for something else. But over here, the Khalipin, she's not enjoying the Khalipin. When does it become Khalipin? Right now, she borrowed from strangers, right? She borrowed from third parties. She didn't yet exchange that for her husband. There's no relationship yet between what she took now and from her husband. When does a relationship take place when they go later to the husband and say, hey, pay us up because your wife took money. And that moment when he pays them, ah, that money was an exchange of the food that he gave her. So, so that's like B'dayevet. When is it L'Chatzchile if right now you take the whiskey from Pesach and you swap it for, 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 for meat? So now, now the Chalipin is taking place. You shouldn't do L'Chatzchile, but yeah, but it's all right. Here the Chalipin hasn't taken place. When she's borrowing the money, there's no Chalipin yet. When does Chalipin take place? When, when the husband then pays them off. So he's swapping the money for the food. That happened after the event. And therefore the Chalipin she can go and borrow. <clears throat> Okay, I'll, I'll resolve your question. On the cottage, but early, early, the first three years, the fruit, the produce, you know, I'll eat, nor can you have any benefit. If you give that to a woman, you say, you are Makudish to me with the fruits of the first three years, it's also about no, and therefore, what did you give her? It has no value, she's not Makudish. But at Mokhram, you sold it. The Kiddush Bidman, let's say you sold it, and with that money, which is called the Chalipin, and the Chatzchili, you shouldn't do that, but if you did, the Chalipin is permitted, in with Harim Vedashis. And if you did it, it's all right. So we see that it doesn't say that you you go ahead and take the oil and change it for money and give it to her. It's talking about if you already changed it 
or somebody else did it for you, or you did it yourself and you shouldn't have. But that thing is um, is now, um, what do you call it? Has, you allowed to have an offer from it, and therefore you gave it to her, she is Merkudish. Mishnah. He says to somebody, I am forbidden to you, like a chedim, which we had in the very first mission, these one of the expressions. That obviously, I mean, if I say that everything in my property is like chedim to you, forbidden to you, then you obviously cannot benefit from it. If I say that um, you are on me a chedim, if I say that you are also to me like chedim, um, <clears throat> Sorry, but I am gonna. That, I'm not gonna have any benefit from you whatsoever. Then I know you're also. Then obviously I cannot have benefit. I will not have a benefit from you, which I can do, and I can say also you should not have benefit from me. The shnei masurin, they're both us. So what's the chiddush in mission? I mean, it's all obvious. We learned till now. The chiddush is the next part, but not everything is us. There are there are certain things that we are all partners in. There are certain things that we're not really partners, even though we'll have a, a right to it. There's rights and there's ownership. And that is, for example, the things that were for the international, uh, for the entire world, then everyone has a right to it, but not ownership. It's like Hefke, which, which no one has, belongs, belongs to everybody, belongs to no one, but even belongs to everybody, it's only rights. And therefore, you can use it, even though I asked you to have any benefit from my share, it doesn't matter. But assuming, but what they are forbidden is things that belong to the community, is forbidden because everyone has a share in it. And, and when it comes to matters of money, we, there's no bittle, there's no nullification. And therefore, you're going to have hanar from that thing. You're having hanar from my share as well, for example. What's considered the thing from early Harabais, entering the base of Middash? The Hazoras and the Azora. The Azora is the halach, the Azora is treated like a Rosh It's for everybody. So um, there's, there's a famous debate whether Shusarabim belongs to nobody, belongs to everybody. It has impact regarding a sukkah and a Shusarabim and so on. <coughs> and Azorah, you know, with, with the Hanukkah about the Suffolk Tumor, we know there's a Suffolk Tumor Shusarabim is Torah, and Azorah Shusarabim, so why is it even a problem? And, um, and so on and so forth. When do we say Azores is Rabbin? But right now we're saying that Azores is considered public property, not even the local Jewish line, it's the entire world. So no one has a, sh- a real share in it. Everyone has a right to it, let's say. And therefore, for difficult, I asked you how no, you still have to walk into the Azores. You still have to walk into Harbais. The Haboy Shemem Tzadarech, these Haboyers traveling from Oile um, Bubble to Etchisro, and they travel, so they have what to drink. That, those boys those belong to everybody. Even though in Marbella, we had over there a whole thing that we made an Easter to each other. You're allowed to take the water out because of Yesh Freira. But that's because even the Rabban agree it's all right because you took the water out. It's no longer part of the bird. So we'll say, yes, brother, this is not yours. But here we're talking about everything stands the way it is. I'm still there. You're still there. Okay. So you're allowed to. But the age of the when you say in the city now, we're going to cover the main street to America, the bathhouse, or basically the show. We are all contributors to the shul. We are all owners. I'm one of the part owners of the shul. The only people who have the rights in the shul are Zion to here. And um, but everyone's a part owner. So if I make an, a nether that is also, we're like it's like a shul of shutrin. And according to the rabbanon, this mission of the rabbanon, even though we just said before the Allah of Yaakov, this mission of the rabbanon that we are all partners, and we ask so you cannot say, oh, each one's walking into their own share. We say that you are benefiting from the other person's share, and any bravery is forbidden. Um, or we can say the Gemara had a haven in it before that everybody agrees to Yesh Breira, but the Rabbanon penalized these partners for answering each other. When it comes to Shul, um, 
uh, what do you call? Um, we still penalize you, and therefore it's us. Awesome. Um, so hateva. What exactly is a table? Is a machlek? Is a shenim? The answer: the table is the bim, where you put the sefer Torah on. Or and others, the uh, shenim say it's the on kedush, where you put the things the sefer Torah in. The same machlek is in our tainus. Then the hasfarim and either sefer Torah was for him to learn in. No, these are all public property, but everyone donated it, so everyone is an owner. So there's a, there's a there's communal shared ownership here. So you're not allowed to go in. If I ask another, neither of you can go in, or we ask each other, no, neither of us can walk into the shul, neither of us can learn Torah. Then it says here an odd thing, the if you decided to give over your share to the Nasi. What does that mean? The explain it. Rabbi Huda says, it doesn't make a if you give it over to the the Nazi give it out to another person. What does that mean exactly? What's the difference then if you write it over to a Nazi that, that my share of the show should be given over to a Nazi or my share of the show should be given over to another person? A Nazi does not have to make a Kenyan because of the covet of the Nazi. They made a special takana that everything belongs to the Nazi. But a head has to actually do something to acquire your share. And by doing this, the other person can walk in the show because I no longer have a share in the show because I've given it over to the committee or given it over to the Nazi. There's no, 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 no advantage to give it to the Nazi. Everyone has to go ahead and make some kind of form of acquisition. So why does the mission mention Nazi? Because that was the most common thing. Why the most common thing? So the Rishonim say the thing. People got people have bad tempers and they got, every time they had a fight, first thing they did was I don't have any benefit from me. But Nassim seems to never get angry. They never made the dorm, either because it's unedifying for a Nasi to go ahead against an individual and make the dorm, or because if to be a Nasi, you have thick skin and you, you, know, you put up with people's uh, criticisms and you don't get angry. You don't lash out like that. Rabbi Yudha says, Ain't anchigil sikhalitha, but the people in northern Israel don't have to write and give to a Nasi. And the ancestors already wrote, everything belongs to the leaders. Not to us. Why would they have done that? Very interesting. We'll see in a minute. Says the Gemara, Amai Mitzen. First of all, what do you mean? You, you re- right now we understand the Mishnah. If you give it over to Nasi, it's all bunched together. That what? That it's us. Shul, Abes Amerchitz, and writing to the Nasi. Why should be us? You gave over your share to the Nasi. I'm going to change the Haki This is how you're supposed to understand the Mishnah. Umata Kanasan. As if to say, how do you remedy this? If we're in a fight, how do you get, there's only one shul in town. How are you going to, what are you supposed to do? The takon is, hand over your share in the shul to a nasi. If you made a nether, if you made a nether, you ask somebody, and then the fact is the guy needs a shul to daven, needs a minion. So then you, we tell you, this is what you have to do. You have to give over your share to the nasi. Keep the parentheses for some reason or other, they, they quote the entire mission again. Rabbi Yehuda says, ain't anshi gilil tzichin lizchai shikva kosh. What's going on? It's Rabbi Rabbi says, The people in Galil had terrible tempers, just like we learn about Basa, the Kainim, all angry people, and they got very, had a very quick temper. The people in northern Israel were real sabras and they had really bad tempers. Well, you know, constantly would go ahead. I don't have any hand off me, I don't have any off me, and so on. So the ancestors stood up. The Kosu Khilkain us is, you know what? This can be a big problem in the future. We know it's not it's in the genes. It's not just us. Our children will behave the same way. Anybody who lives in northern Israel will behave the same way. So therefore, we are going to tra- transfer all of our ownerships to the to the Zion, to the ear, or to the Nasim, the leaders, 
and therefore there's no, if we ask for each other it doesn't affect the communal buildings the shuls the schools basic chorus and everything else